I'm Mike. And I'm Adam. And this is Stuff and Waffle. Two friends talking about stuff, and often as not, waffling with frequent reference to Bond cars. I would like to pose a question. Okay. Well, a number of questions, really. But we'll start with the one. Go for it. What constitutes a proper sports car as opposed to a Grand Tourer? Because those uh, two things, those two things get confused a lot. Mm, yeah, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of two-seater cars with big engines that get called sports cars, but are they really? You raise a good point. Mm. Um, I, for instance, would no longer classify the sort of more bog standard editions of the 911 as a sports mm. car. I think I think they're just a bit too big. I think they're a bit more gt than they are sports car they have until, gone quite big haven't they yeah. yeah until you get into your gt3 things like that then it then it swings back the other way a bit i think yeah but i'd probably say the more the, the more tame additions are i mean they're practically daily drivers well people do don't they people mm. do daily 911s yeah absolutely but yeah i see what you're saying i mean if if i if i stick on the on the porsche theme i the, you might. The, the, the the Cayman would be my go-to for right yeah for sports car yeah from them um, of the current range uh yeah yeah I'd say, yeah. I'd say so it's 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 got all those it's got all the hallmarks for me it's a bit smaller it's mid-engined it's just a lovely little thing yeah, yeah the 911 has got a little bit fat hasn't it um, it has. I mean, I don't think it it looks bad for it or anything like that. And cars no. over the years have grown anyway. But I just think True. it 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 it's adjusted its place in the range slightly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's true. Yeah. So, but that I mean, that is my point. That not mm. everything you would traditionally think of as a sports car is anymore. Um, no, this is true. Um, for instance, um, you mentioned earlier off podcast and aston martin aren't a huge producer of what i would call sports cars no i agree i don't think they are and i don't think they have been for quite some time mm, i think I cast my mind back they did i mean some of the hot versions of the vantage could be classed as that didn't they do a, a gt12 they did, uh, which um, was quite yeah. that was quite a stripped out thing. They did the N twenty four. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. That oh, was, everyone that remembers was, that. Yeah, <laughs> that was properly stripped out. Mm. I mean, that, that had nothing in it. No, <laughs> at all. No, even um, uh, even James May stripped out his clothes for that one. He did, and that's a horrible moment that I don't think any of us want to think about more than. Mm. But. Uh, <laughs> yes, that was, but that was almost swung so far the other way. It's almost a track day car. Yes, um, yeah, you you couldn't use that as he no, proved quite heavily. You couldn't. Could, no, <laughs> no, that was a disaster when he actually tried to drive it on roads. Mm. Yes, that didn't work at all. It was horrific. He couldn't even so, lock yes. it, could he? No, he didn't have keys. No, no, no it was yeah, it was useless in the real world. <laughs> that's that's a car to be trailered to a track and then thrashed around all day and then trailered home and put mm. back in the garage. That is not meant to be used <laughs> as a car. No. And then you've got stuff again that's extremely 
track focus like the lotus elise which has always you know and the exige which came later which are basically track day cars they're mm. very very focused on one thing i mean they're not as they're not as stripped out as as the aston that we just mentioned but they are uh, they're very focused on what they're for mm, yeah i think so um a lot of a lot of places have gone that way, haven't they? Though that's that's yeah, the, they have. That's um, the trouble. One another one that leaps to mind is the uh, the Alpine. Yeah, that's a good example. I like yeah, that. That's a very good example. That's some good philosophy behind that. It's very carefully thought out, isn't it? That yeah, yeah. The the lightweight element. Um, I I haven't. I don't even think I've been near one, but. They get quite a lot of hype. They do. Everybody's had one, and hasn't James May got one? Didn't he buy one? I think so. And another another hallmark of greatness for it is: didn't Gordon Murray have one? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, mm. yeah, indeed. They seem to become very well, popular again all of a sudden. But he likes it because it's lightweight, doesn't it? That, yes. Well, Gordon Murray, he he loves it if you've shaved off the weight. Which they have on that, haven't they? Quite mm. considerably, yeah. Put a lot of effort into weight saving. That was always um, Colin Chapman's philosophy, wasn't it? The Lotus was to add lightness. Yes, <laughs> I like that. Yes, very good. Yeah, that that would yeah that would be that would be a contender for me as well. I think. Yeah, I think for, yeah, for your sports a, car category as a, as a proper sports car rather than a GT. Although you could you could use that as a GT. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think you could use it. Yeah, yeah, but I think, as you say, it is meant to be a proper sports car. Yeah, I think um, there are slight compromises with it, so that 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 fits the bill. I think. Yeah, I think so. Now, talking of Lotus, mm. there is of course the ever-present Esprit. I know they don't make it anymore and haven't done for a while, but I've always struggled as to which category that falls into. Mm. I think it's it's quite compromised as mm. a sports car. Um, even the V8 ones, because they don't have a particularly good gearbox, they obviously have a, um, a bit of a reputation for, <laughs> you know, certain issues, shall we say? Yes. Loads of trouble, usually serious. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. But is it is some would something like that be a sports car or a GT? I don't know. I um, think I think that probably goes the same way that the 911 did in its earlier form sports car and yeah. as it got older a bit more of a gt yeah i think that's probably fair i mean it's got the terrible luggage space of a proper sports car um, oh yeah yeah dreadful <laughs> dreadful but yeah one of those cars that you have to know how to drive it yeah particularly the early ones with the smaller engines i like yes. I, I like that concept more than chuck a v8 in it Yes, the later ones, yeah, were perhaps better screwed together and had the V8 engines, didn't they? But they weren't the same thing at all. The early S1s and S2s were much tighter, more focused. Things. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that. Yeah, in that sort of era, that you're thinking there, get get the turbo one. That that's the sweet spot. Yes, that's the one that um, Mr. Metcalf's got, isn't it? He's got a turbo. Hmm. Um, yeah, the Fiori's only one <laughs> yes of course um because obviously you can't mention an esprit without some sort of reference to bond um, oh no 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 and, and and that's that's the correct way of doing it because 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's what you want, isn't it? That's it's you want to get in it and pretend. That's why anybody would buy a white S1 or S2. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Now, you mentioned the 911. Mm. Um, I've never been much of a 911 fan. I don't really know anything about them. I don't know all the code numbers and the, the geeky way that you have to talk about 911s. I don't know all the different models. Okay. Um, I know bits and pieces. And I agree with what you said, that the, the later ones and certainly the current ones are not really sports cars as such anymore because they've got a bit big. But there are so many different versions of 911. There are so many different variations and then there's the earlier air cooled or the the later ones and do you want two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive and do you want the electric power steering or would you prefer the earlier there seems to be so many issues whenever you start talking about 911s everyone who knows them seems to have an opinion and oh, oh yeah you don't want one of those and you mm. know, to someone coming into 911s fairly fresh it's a bit of a minefield and people say, well, just buy the one you want. But what do you, I mean, there seems to be hundreds of them. <laughs> How do you know? It's, there are, you know, so many different variations. Do you want mm. an old one? Do you want a new one? Do you want air cooled or do you want four wheel drive or two wheel drive? I mean, what? I, ah, stop just, talking numbers. It's minefield. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. For someone coming into it fresh, how how would you how would you get started learning about nine elevens? Well, is this learning to expand the knowledge or learning because you want to buy one? Well, a, a little of each, a little of each. Um, there is a discussion going on at the moment with my good lady um, mm. about changing her car and. For the listener, she currently has a Fiesta ST3, which is no slouch. No, no, not um, at all. And is a cracking little hot hatch. In fact, it's regarded as one of the best, even now. Mm. Brilliant little car. Even I enjoy driving it. I hate being a passenger in it, but I like driving it. <laughs> um, well, it's got Recaro seats, but I haven't got a Recaro bum. No, so no, no, no. I don't really fit. <laughs> no, not built for those anymore. No. As I say, I'm, I'm all right driving it. But being a passenger in it, I absolutely detest because I'm, you know, sort of wedged into it and I'm banging it <laughs> on the roof and it's no. She has expressed an interest in having a proper hardcore sports car okay, um, to replace the Fiesta. But she doesn't really know where to start. And she she mentioned maybe a 911 would be an area to look in. Um, okay. There are other contenders, and that's what made me realise that actually, when I started to look at them, I haven't—I don't really know. There are so many different sorts, as I say. It's just a sea of code numbers, and I don't—I don't know where to start. Well, okay, that's that's. But that's... I know you're a bit of a nine eleven aficionado. You don't have one, but you—you you are aware. Mm, yes, I do like them. Mm. I mean, the first the first hurdle to get across, I would say, would be air cooled or water cooled. Indeed, because they're a very different experience, I believe. Yeah, that that's that's your first battle, uh, and it's normally a battle that's won because of how much money you've got to spend. 
Well, everything's um, usually dictated by that in the end, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> the air cooled. What oh. can we get for twelve pound fifty? Uh, oh, we we'll get we we'll get your model. Yeah, yeah, to get a matchbox. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. In which case, the type of engine is somewhat irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, well, that's it. Is the the air cooled are more expensive? Um, are, are we talking nine six four and earlier? Uh, nine nine three and earlier. Oh, nine nine three. Oh, later than I thought. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't even know that. That's all right. Yeah, the first <laughs> the first water cooled was the nine nine six, which has the headlights which divide people. Ah, yes, I have. Yes, very different to the nine nine seven. I've noticed that. Mm. Yes. 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 The nine nine six has got the big fried eggs, hasn't it? On the front. That's the ones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, which I don't. I don't dislike if I had to go down that route of 996 I'd have one of the earlier ones which didn't have all the clear lenses there was that clear divide between headlight and indicator which I prefer yes on the later ones they made it all one piece didn't they yeah well I'd, I'm, it, it just spoiled it I thought all clip where well, everyone did clear lenses for a while didn't they and yeah they did that was a real thing yeah that was that's yeah did, didn't didn't do it for me on those that that's your cheapest way into nine eleven territories and nine nine six nine nine six and that's air cooled. That's water cooled. That water-cooled. was the first. That was water-cooled. the first. Right. Okay, I got you. And yeah. it's the one with the the looks that people aren't sure of. Yes. Um. And yeah, it's the it's the lowest price. They do come with their own issues, actually. Well, the, all do, you know? they they do, but the nine nine six has been particularly regarded because it has the IMS bearing failure, which right. is a common issue on them, and it's it's quite catastrophic if it goes. Right, uh, it's a it's just a, a bearing seal basically, and it can absolutely muller the engengine if you destroy careful. it right yeah. well I, I would imagine that's a bad thing yeah that is quite a bad thing but if when buying one it's worth asking the question has this uh, been sorted yes yes that's fair yes uh they do have a, a less less of an issue but can happen uh cylinder heads cracking on them but not, right not not as not as pronounced as the ims issue right okay Interesting stuff. We're almost dispensing consumer advice here. Oh, d- hang on, like... I know. I'll have a bit of beer and bring it back. Yeah, if, if we, I, think, I think we should. Yeah, we're, we're getting dangerously close to like proper content now. That's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I were to make, I don't know, I, I wouldn't even say recommendation. If it were me parting with cash and yeah. I was going to buy a water-cooled 911, mm. I would go slightly newer than that. I'd go 997. Gen 2, uh, that was, I think it was 2008, where it got a slight slight facelift and a few mechanical tweaks. Rich Porter's got a 997 Gen 2, hasn't he? He has, yes. And yes. and in fairness, he's bought the correct one because you'd, <laughs> you'd, you'd want a Carrera 2S. Okay, yeah. Manual. That's, that's, that's rear-wheel drive. That's yeah. rear-wheel drive. It's got the slightly larger engine. Nicer exhaust, a few okay. a few little bits and bobs about it. It's just a, for not a lot extra. It's a bit 
bit for better uh, driving experience. And they went back to the round headlights, didn't they, on that one? They did. Uh, yes. And crucially as well, it's the last time they used the hydraulic steering. Ah, and they went to electric, didn't they? They did on the on, yes. on the nine nine one. So that's that. That's where I'd pitch it for for um, water cooled. Good, good, good tips there. Okay, yeah. So that's yeah. Please, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure Dawn would fall asleep if you regale her with all of that. If you summarise for me, that'd be great. Oh, she doesn't care the details. No, she just would like to know which would be the best one to be pointed at yeah <laughs> oh, okay yes just buy buy one of those yeah right okay. that's good that's good Doesn't i need to know the details no that's fine <laughs> that's what we're for <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to air cooled now that's just a minefield because it, uh, yes that's just pornography that is the problem isn't it yes that some of them are absolutely gorgeous looking things i really really like the 964s. Yeah, well, everyone does, don't they? That's why Singer have based their whole business around well, them. Well, <laughs> they based their business around them because people weren't that keen, actually. Well, they, they were very cheap, weren't they? Not that long ago, they were really cheap. You couldn't give them away, and no. now they're, they're, they're 60, 70 grand a go. They were, they were unloved. And yeah. I, re- I really never understood why, because they captured the retro styling it did. But with a few modern tweaks, but nothing too excessive. It's, it's just... a really nice balance. But it's interesting now that anybody who seems to know anything about 911s are going for the 964s. I really like those, just the early ones. Again, Carrera 2s. So they've got the narrow body. Yeah. In a really, get it in a 90s color as well. Just, I, <laughs> I like that. Just, just some, yeah. they, they always do Guards Red, which is one of my favorites. Just that is yes, it looks good in in red. That yeah, that that that's a bit of me. That I quite like that. Or you could go completely the other end of the range, and I for me, my favourite nine eleven turbo is from the nine six four era, where they did the later one. They did a three point six. The press okay. the press car was mint green. I don't, I don't think they they bettered that. That is, I think I've seen pickies of that. Tiff Nadell drove it on Top Gear, and he was quite keen on it, as I recall. I'd imagine he would be, yeah. As I recall, actually, that press car got absolutely and utterly buggered and has been written off, I think. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't fare well. Not, not by Tiff? Uh, no, no. No? <laughs> no, he's a safe pair of hands. He, he tends to ish, be. yes, ish, yeah. No, there yeah. have been moments, I think, but yes, mm. yeah. The nine six fours, as you say, they are a beautiful blend of classic, but with a little modern twist. They 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 retained much of the classic design cues, uh, but not, you know, but with a, a just a hint of of being a bit more modern. I really like that. Are you aware a chap a chap of a chap called Larry Casilla? No, no, it doesn't ring a bell, actually. He's, okay, he runs, um, he's a big uh, car detailer. In fact, in America, he's got his own brand of products called Ammo. Ammo. Oh, no, of course I do. Yeah, I know his channel. Yeah, 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 I know his channel, yeah. Larry Casella, he's got a 964, which he documented a full bare metal rebuild of a few years ago, and he's turned it into an absolute track weapon. 
Oh, good um, heavens. Full, full roll cage, lowered, everything. Um, everything that can be done has been done to that car. There's a whole series on his YouTube channel um, of it being being redone. Um, Absolutely lovely. It was, it was months and months of work. And, yeah, and, of course... Uh, singer have based their entire business on on, on the 964. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that was a cost thing initially. Probably, although again, they are producing a very modern car with a classic look, and the 964 kind of has that out of the box, doesn't it? Mm, yeah, it's a it's a perfect base. So it's not a bad place to start if that's what you're aiming to do. I think uh, Rob Dickinson is it who runs Singer. That sounds correct, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he, the 964 was perfect for what his vision was. A, you know, a lot of what he wanted to achieve was kind of there already. He just needed to enhance it. Well, everyone loves a singer, don't they? I mean, they're just well, they do. stunning, stunning things. Yes, they are. This, the attention to detail is yeah, superb. That's incredible. Whether, whether you're into 911s or not, you have to look at that. And acknowledge the 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 effort that goes into each one of them. I mean, they're hand built, absolutely incredible. Yep, hand Mass- built to the customer's specifications. Whatever you want, they will. <laughs> it's crazy, they, isn't it? They will do it. Yeah, absolutely um, crazy. I mean, to be admired, it's so it's so cool. It is so cool, and they've done very well. Mm. That that business has really captured the imagination of all the right people. <laughs> yes yeah that no that's a good shout but i'm assuming that's not within budget certainly absolutely and completely in no way whatsoever no okay don't show <laughs> Dawn the singer then because you'll like it he will and then then you'll tell her the price don't take her on the roller coaster it's not worth we'll be, it we'll be living in a box because the house will have been sold mm. yeah yeah there's, you can't there, sleep in the back of one of those. Oh dear, no, no room in there. <laughs> no. Not getting all of you in there. No. There is, oh, there is another another one that's a strong contender, but I fear the prices may have gone silly. Mm. Uh, the nine uh, eleven Carrera Club Sport. Ah, now I've heard a lot of people talk about those. Hasn't Mister Harris got one of those? Uh, oh, his yellow one. Yeah. Uh, no, he's got that's a touring. That's the that's a GT3 touring. That's a 991. That's quite yes. a. See, I just. You this do. this one is a, is a child of the 80s. Um, and ah, it, it okay. looks very. It looks. I mean, it looks fairly standard in terms of it being probably G Series era. Right. But it's a. It's got the uh, narrow body. It's been stripped out. It's got the 3.2 engine, and it's got the the whale tail. Right. Yes, I'm just looking at a picture. Yes. Okay. That is a real classic 911 look, isn't it? It is. But what's interesting is the narrow body on it. Yeah. Very. It's not. It's not standard practice to end up with the the whale tail without the flared arches, because uh, the you get the wider track of the turbo, which yeah, we're used course. to seeing. The whale yeah, tail. Yeah, you're right. It's got the tail, but it doesn't have all the great flared arches. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Very nice thing, but I, I, I fear they may have gone silly. They, it seems likely, doesn't it? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I haven't. I, I've just done a quick skim now, and I can't find one for sale. 
but there's bound to be one. I just, I think if you can get one of those in white with the red wheels and the red uh, graphics. Hey, just found one for sale. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. It's yeah, gone, is it? Party's over. Yes. Um, yes, I found one that either was auctioned or is going to be auctioned at Bonhams. Oh, no. Um, which is, I mean, you don't need to look any further, do you? Just knowing that. Can't Go on, see. then. Did, uh, guide price one hundred and eighty to two hundred and twenty thousand. Wow! There you go. That's a nineteen eighty-seven. That's um, when did that happen? I know they'd gone up, but that's ludicrous. <laughs> that's why I'm just trying to see if I can see a date. This one seems to be quite special by the look of it. Oh, it's an it's an eighty-eight actually. I think, but well, they um, only made it between eighty-seven and eighty-nine, I believe. Carrera Club Sport three point two. That's the mm-hmm. one we're talking about. Isn't that's it. it? Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, when was this Fairly okay recent. i mean that oh no i've seen it that was a while ago um that was 2016 oh we'll have only have gone up then we'll we? only have gone up quite um so those are now utterly and completely out of reach right they've oh right, they've okay. gone they that's have departed the, in a big way that's that dream shattered that's that one naked isn't it yes if you're gonna have quarter of a million to knob on a porsche You'll be all right. But other than that, mm, yes, I don't see that happening anytime soon. It seems unlikely, doesn't it? Without a lottery mm. win, yeah. So that that one, I think, is probably off the list. Probably off. Okay. <laughs> yes. um, well, that's the trouble. I think a lot of air cooled, even the more standard stuff, is going to be off the list. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it is. I mean, as I said, even nine six fours now are sixty seventy grand mm. for a decent one. So earlier than that, I think the prices are only going to go up, aren't they? Yeah, I think I think I think the smart choice is what I originally said: the the nine nine seven Gen two Carrera two S. Yes, that's Carrera two S, man. And you'd always recommend a manual for a nine eleven. I mean, there's a lot of cheaper ones out there as automatics. Yeah, the trouble is those those. Tiptronic gearboxes that were on those ones weren't uh, weren't brilliant at all. I didn't. Well, I'm I'm going to check actually, but I'm fairly sure they weren't PDK on those. I'm sure. I think that came in with the generation after. Yes, because Rich Porter's is a PDK, and his is a Gen Two. Oh, okay, so maybe that is the case. No, I may have the Gen One certainly weren't PDK. Right. From what he said, the PDK came in with Gen 2. That's it. Yeah, no, that is right. No, you're okay. Yeah. Even so, I would say get a manual if you, if you want a sports car experience. Well, that's the thing. Well, I mean, that's kind of obvious buying any sports car, really, is that you would want a manual if, there's, if that exists. Yeah. Uh, and presumably as well, not a convertible because the convertibles are going to be heavier. Yeah, I would pass. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of cheaper ones that are automatic convertibles, which I sort of get because if you're buying a convertible, you're already compromising it. So you're kind of making it's kind of a different thing. No, sod that. That's not for me. But if you're looking for a cruiser, there's other things to choose from that can probably do it better. Is that fair to say? I, I think that's fair to say. I'm not. A huge fan of the 911 Cabriolets. I'm not a fan of 
cabriolets generally. I haven't got I mean, a hair for it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, none of us have got that. No, um, no, it's 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 not good. I we joke, and when I borrowed Rob's Boxster, I I popped the lid off and came back, and it looked like I'd been dragged through a hedge backwards. This is the problem, isn't it? Yes, mm. especially in these times where barbers have been closed. Um, it's, it's not a good look. Not a good look. No, <laughs> going for that full um. The, the full 80s um, experience there with the hair mm. and everything. No, um, that's, it's really difficult to take take the roof off of a 911. It, it really does spoil the look. Unless you go down a speedster route, then I've got a bit of time ah, for that. Well, that's a different thing again, though, isn't it? That's, that, that's quite again. different and yeah. quite expensive all in and one go. Again, we're talking telephone numbers to get one, aren't we? So yeah. I think that's probably not a contender. Now, one issue we've had... Hmm is that our heads are often turned by a badge. And I did say badge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Now, I like a jag, as we know. I think think we've firmly established that at this point. I think even the most casual of listeners will have gone, he likes a jag. Yeah, he's a bit partial to to, uh, Mm. to a a growler. Um, (laughs) We have found ourselves looking at XKs. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it now and say that's not a sports car. Ex- well, the, exactly. I, yes, that which I had already uh, already knew. Not at all a sports car, but a a reasonably competent Grand Tourer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But not the same thing, which was formed part of our discussion because the criteria laid down was something that she can, you know, lose the back end on a B road and, and you know, find the ragged edge. Um, <laughs> but then also look good cruising around town. And I think, well, that's two different things. Um, well, you're, no, not, you're not necessarily going to find those two things together. I think, and I I know this sounds a bit old-fashioned in, in certain sense, but it it's fine for Dawn to do that. And find <laughs> because if we did it, we'd look tragic. Yeah, we would. We're, we're the wrong age, and we'd have the wrong thing on the radio, and it would just, yeah, that's no good. We can't no, do no. that. No, no, neither of us can pull that off. <laughs> not, not at all. No. The, the scope for Dawn for buying a vehicle is fine. We have very limited room for maneuver. We, we can't do that. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. There's, there's not, I mean, I, there's not any vehicle I don't think that we could buy without someone going cock as you drove past. Well, I've always stuck to saloon cars, really, um, or estates. Mm. Um, see, a fast estate car, we can we can do that. Mm. We can do that all day. No problem with that. Uh, or indeed a fast saloon car. Um, but once you're getting into yeah the other territory... Starts to become an issue. Yeah, it looks a bit tragic, doesn't it? Does a bit midlife crisis. You see, mm. that's the problem because I mean, the nine eleven, rightly or wrongly, has become known as the midlife crisis car. It has. I'm willing to take the bullet on it, though. <laughs> you'd you'd put up with that for one. <laughs> yes, it is a midlife crisis. I'm going to be completely upfront about that. It absolutely is. What yes. are you going to do? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, that's it. I'm in here having it. I don't need to involve you. No. 
No, all it is is jealousy at this point. Go away. Yes, that's right. You leave me alone to have my crisis here quietly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's. But I, I respect that. Mm. I, I do respect that. I think that's that's a very healthy way of looking at it. Yeah, yes. I think. So. I I don't care what you think. I'm going to have it anyway. Yeah, um, that's the I'm um, I'm doing that. <laughs> that's very healthy. Yes. Um. Right. So Dawn's. I think. I think she's fine in that sense i don't think she's going to have to worry about that which no. opens up a lot well, of possibilities uh, it does open up possibilities there's jag xk and we have also found ourselves looking at astons both sevens and nines okay both of which are uh, well the seven's been at a reasonable budget for a while in fact there are some really really nice ones around for less than 20 grand Mm. Um, but the db9 is getting down to that sort of price range now as well now the nine obviously is a much newer car Mm. Um, it's based on a more modern platform than the seven because the seven was basically an xjs underneath wasn't it it was yeah um yeah 30 year old design when it was new um whereas the nine was um i believe a, a completely new design I think that sounds right. I mean, the only thing you've got to contend with, well, certainly inside it, is um, some of the uh, Volvo bits and bobs. Well, Volvo and Ford, wasn't it? Um, yeah, you, you've in the. I'm sure in the DB9, you've got the same crap sat nav that I've got in my Volvo. Yeah, I believe that's true, and I believe the keys were from Volvo because Ford were uh, Volvo was part of Ford at that time. So that's they right. Were all, yeah. They were all sharing. Sharing like you know, there's Jaguar bits in there as well. Mm. Yeah, it's a bit of a parts bin um, mishmash, but um, done nicely. But that, yeah, I'm, that's not necessarily um, a bad thing. I mean, who uses inbuilt sat navs anyway? Well, I do because obviously it's in my car. It's Google, but it's yeah. Um, it's who uses safe. in who who uses inbuilt sat navs? Certainly in older cars anymore. You, you wouldn't. You'd use Waze on your phone, wouldn't you? So. Um, yeah yeah it's true so that's uh, not, i'm not too fussed about that because you'd probably just ignore it probably and, it's gonna be, and you're gonna have to buy the cd for cars of that age as well because it wouldn't it, there's no interconnectivity there no <laughs> so. no 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 you, yeah you're exactly right mine i've got a disc drive in the boot for it yes exactly well my jags did they both had um, a dvd in the boot and, mm. you know that was yeah but it was still crap because they haven't made those DVDs for quite a long time. So, I mean, even the newest ones are quite out of date. Um, yes. And as soon as your maps are out of date, I kind of think, well, what's the point? Yeah, you don't turn it on. No, you just, you'd just you use an app on your phone now. It's just mm. easier. Um, yeah, yeah. Better, I, in fact, so. Yeah, I, d- I don't use mine. The only time the screen comes on is when I accidentally nudge the button on the steering wheel. Yeah, exactly. So I never use the... The nav in the um in the XF, um, I just never, never. I just used my my phone. Um, mm. It's what you do now. I use it in the Tesla because that is connected to the web and it's live and bang up to date. So I mean that's a different thing. And obviously you've got a massive television glued to your dashboard. So oh yeah yeah, it's different. Um, yeah, but in in a conventional car, particularly an older car, um, yeah, it's just not worth. Not worth even having the fuss of having the disc in it, to be honest. No, 
no, definitely. You're never going to be going on a drive where you need the navigation and you're not going to take your mobile phone. <laughs> no, this is true. Um, although, actually, I know I know Porsche have uh, recently released a retrofit pack for some of their cars. Uh, so there's the 996s, and I think some of the early 997s you can get uh, oh, a, a, nice. a full factory kit to fit in it, and it's got Apple CarPlay and... Uh, the Android uh, one as well. Android Auto, yeah. That's the one, yep. Very good. That's nice. There is a Apart guy... the price. I, oh, I'm sure. Yes, I'm sure they'll want at least one of your limbs for that. Yes. Mm. There is a guy who makes um, some software for older Jaguars, X-Types, XJs, uh, S-Types that had the touchscreen, mm-hmm. um, and it's called Jagdroid. And it's an Android-based system. He'll take the computer, the car's computer, and he'll reflash it, and it runs, makes it run a, a new Android-based operating system. And it's got a SIM card in it, um, and it can link to Google Maps and all that kind of stuff. It's a completely new um, interface for the car, new operating system for the car. Okay. Um, bit buggy by all accounts. You know, needs a bit of work. So it's been written by a guy in his spare time. So I mean, fair dues. Uh, and I think he's yeah. charging next to nothing for it. You know, it's well, done, fair play. It's done for the community, so it's not it's not exactly factory fresh, but um, it will dramatically update the functionality in those earlier cars, which is very cool. I think. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's really nice. I like that. Jagdroid. If anyone's interested, if they've got <laughs> a car like that, go and look it up. You might be able to transform your world. Oh, that's excellent. I, yeah, I approve enormously. Yes, I think that's that is that is brilliant. Yes, I think that's that's superb. However, we have strayed somewhat from the um the the sports car debate, but Jag XK ticks a lot of boxes, but as you say, is not a sports car, and she's probably not going to find find the limit of that very easily, um, especially as most xks in fact i think all xks are automatics aren't they i don't think they did a manual uh yes oh, i think you could be right i think it was paddle shift you could put it in manual mode and shift it with the paddles but i don't think it was ever well on the facelift ones it was paddles on the earlier ones which i wouldn't be looking at now um it was the old um randall handle the j gate oh um, yeah 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 uh, on the newer ones, it's the twisty knob. It's the XF, um, XF, um, ZF gearbox, ZF, which was yeah, also yeah. in the XF, mm-hmm. um, and later the XJ. Uh, it's the twisty knob, and then you can shift it with the paddles um, in sport mode. Because mm-hmm. uh, my, my XF had that. It was an auto box, but in sport mode, you could shift it on the paddles. But it was really slow and really dim-witted. It wouldn't select the gears fast enough. Um, and it, uh, it really slowed the car down. That's annoying. If you let it shift on its own in normal mode, it was really slow to shift. If you put it in sport dynamic mode and shifted it with the paddles, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shift when you pulled the paddles. There was still a delay. Uh, um, I don't know if it was just mine, but I have heard that they were all like that. That's a shame because it's manual paddles coupled to an automatic box. Yes. So it's, you know, you tell it you want it and it just, it wouldn't do it. It wouldn't shift when you wanted it to. 
that was spoiled a bit by that and consequently i never used the paddles because there was very little point you might as well just leave it to its own devices yeah 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 wasted time it did shift quicker you could put it in dynamic mode um and it would shift quicker um but then your fuel consumption went through the floor so <laughs> it was a bit yeah. of a trade-off i did run it in sport dynamic mode for a while and i think i got it down to 15 miles per gallon <laughs> So yeah, that's that that's not, not ideal, is it? Not so hot. And I think the XK had the same setup, albeit it was tuned a little bit differently, but it was the same gearbox and the same um, method of using it. So the XK, in terms of being a sports car, I think it hasn't got a chance because it just isn't. Now, the DB7 and the DB9, the DB7 was available as a manual. Um Yep. But they're quite hard to find. Yes, I bet they are. Most of them are automatics. And again, it's a, there's no manual shifting on it. It's just an automatic. Yes. Um, it's a bit of a slush box from those days. The DB9 uh, is more akin to the XK in that it's a, um, it's a paddle shift. But I, I got a feeling that wasn't available as a manual either. No, I don't think so. So those are cruisers. They don't really fit. The, they fit the bill badge-wise. And, of course, who doesn't love the idea of having an Aston Martin? But they're not sports cars. No. No, this is very true. And I don't think any of them are going to tick the boxes. For Well, this is the problem. And she said, oh, we could have an Aston Martin. Look. Oh, that would look cool. I said, yeah, it would. And it'd be lovely. But it's mm. not. it doesn't. It doesn't meet the other criteria. You're not going to find the ragged edge in an automatic DB7. Well, you are, but only by crashing it. Okay. <laughs> well, oh dear. I know. I know where I'd put my money, and it comes back to what I said at the beginning. It would be. It would be an early Cayman, yeah. the original S, with the 3.4 engine, and the six-speed manual. That's an extremely specific thing to search for. So that's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yes. What should we buy? This one. Because I remember it, at the time it annoyed <laughs> James May uh, because he bought a Boxster S around that time. Uh, and he did. That's, was... that's what uh, Clarkson called the Coxster, wasn't it? <laughs> Yes, when the Cayman came out, yeah, because May had just bought the Boxster. Boxster, yes. So, yes, he coined it the Coxster. Yes. Uh, and the, <laughs> uh, it, it, it annoyed James because I remember reading one of his uh, newspaper co uh, columns at the time, and he said it was one of those things. He said that the way that cars evolve over time in order to keep them fresh, and it annoyed him that the Cayman had the 3.4, which was basically uh, a bored out 3.2 that he had in his Boxster. <laughs> Didn't, I can't remember which one of them it was. It may have been Clarkson. No, I think it was who said that the problem he had with the Boxster was that it felt like a car that had been built purely to fill a gap in the price range purely to satisfy a place in the market it wasn't yeah. a car that they wanted to make it wasn't a car that needed to be made it wasn't it wasn't it didn't come out of good engineering it didn't come out of a an idea they'd had that or oh, that would be a really nice car it was we need something about this price because we've got a bit of a gap that sounds he familiar he couldn't 
live with that. He couldn't buy a car knowing that it had been made deliberately worse than it could have been just to hit a price point. Mm. Um, and that's just entirely unacceptable. And for that reason alone, he couldn't have one. Um, but then Clarkson doesn't like Porsches generally. So uh, no, he's, he's he's the wrong person to comment on it. Really. He's certainly biased. Yeah. But I do think that's a fair point, And I do understand that mentality. You want the car to be as good as it can be, not something that was made just to fill a gap in the market. Because no, they needed right. something about that price to compete with something else. Um, that's not a good enough reason to have one. No, I, I agree on that sense. But I still think it doesn't change my opinion of which one to buy. No, that's a fair point. That's good. Yeah, I hadn't considered the Cayman. In fact, I had forgotten about the Cayman because um, I'm not up on my Porsches at all. There we go. Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Um, so I'm just having a quick skim now to see what's out there. Ah, very good. I think the I've I've picked one at random, which is currently for sale, mm-hmm. and it's it's a manual. It's a three point four. Yes, two thousand and six. It is an early one. Yeah, Thirty eight thousand yeah. miles. Mm-hmm. That's very low. Sorry, no, I misread this uh, 47,000 miles. My apologies. Okay, still very low. Still very low. Um, and that is 16,500. Wow. Okay. That's a proper driver's car for, I mean, it's not cheap, but it's sensible. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. Very sensible. Yeah. Considering that the Fiesta ST3 that she wants to trade in um, or, you know, sell and use the value from could could fetch nine or ten, if not a bit more to the right person, because hers is unbelievably low mileage um, and has every option on it. Mm. It was top spec when she and she's had it from brand new. Um, she ticked every box on the yes. options. <laughs> it's, it's got a- everything that was available. <laughs> It's a lovely, uh, a lovely example that one. And I, I checked it um, this week because I drove it this week, uh, and it's done uh, five thousand one hundred miles from new. It's a twenty sixteen, uh, okay, ST three. So it's uh, in black with the grey alloys, the red brake calipers, um, the Recaro seats. It's it's everything you would want in a Fiesta ST. <laughs> Yes, please email stuffandwaffle at gmail.com should you wish to buy said vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Make us an offer. Indeed. Indeed. Yes, these things can be made available. Um, That's um, interesting. Now, this very evening, we have spotted an Aston Martin DB7. I know that's a different thing. I think we've established that. Mm. Um, But just to illustrate... Uh, it's a DB7, a 2000 uh, W-plate uh, DB7 Vantage. It's the facelift model. Okay. We're talking full Johnny English here. Excellent. Uh, in the dark blue that his was in. Uh, black leather interior, full Aston Martin service history, 69,000 miles. Uh, two owners from new. And that is on uh, with a dealer for 20,000. Wow, that's not and to it's, be and it's, and it's quite local. <laughs> oh, how local are we talking? Uh, South Devon. 
Oh, this is this is interesting news. Yes, isn't it? <laughs> so if that's a late one, an advantage. Uh, it is. That, that's that's going to be a twelve. A V twelve. It's a V twelve. Five point six V twelve. Oh, hang on! I want to contradict. Is that five point six or five point nine? Uh, the advert says five point six, but it could be a mistake, of course. Oh, okay. Okay. But I'm, it's I'm, certainly I'm a V twelve. I'm willing to be corrected. It's a five-litre V12. <laughs> I don't think the between 0.6 and 0.9 is going to make a lot of difference. No, it does in my head. Okay. It bothers it's me in, enormously. It's in immaculate condition. There's not a mark on it, even the interior. I mean, it's only wow. done 69,000 miles, so, you know. Bloody Black hell. interior as well, which you don't often see on those. They're normally colour-coded to the body. That's an important... Aspect for a good lady. She prefers a darker interior. She prefers a darker interior because she suffers from migraines and bright lights and bright interiors can set that off. So she does need to be careful. It's the reason our Tesla was ordered with a full black interior and why she did not like my XF because that had an ivory interior um, with a bright silver um, dashboard, which if you caught it at the wrong angle, could absolutely, you could perform surgery on your eyes if the sun was at the wrong angle they had well the gear shifter knob was chromed so you get you get the sun at the wrong angle of a morning and you are completely blinded if i'd kept that car i was gonna either wrap or coat parts of the dashboard with a kind of matte finish to try and just take it down a little bit (laughs) it had got the because the xf um, it had got the wood inserts, and mine mm. had got the piano black wood, which was fine. But the bulk of the dashboard is like a polished um, aluminium finish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with chromed detailing, like the the gear shifter things were chromed. So if the sun hit that at the wrong angle, oh, you no. could not see a thing. Retina's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as a result, she didn't like travelling in that car on a bright day because it used to set off her headaches so black interior uh is kind of a must yeah okay that that's fine that that came and i found earlier has got a black interior uh, <laughs> okay yeah i mean that's cheaper even than this aston the problem of course as we all know is the aston martin badge it's a real problem because mm. it does tend to blind to <laughs> any other issues or any other concern oh it's an aston we could have an Aston. Yes. I've... And as Mr. Clarkson said, when I believe he test drove the DB7 the first time, he said, if you had one of these, you could say to your wife when you're going out for an evening, shall we take the Aston? And that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> but when you, when you get dragged down... Oh, dear. <laughs> when you get dragged down to reality... I know, I know. No, don't know. do that. Ben did entertain it when he was buying his Mustang. Oh, you said he'd he'd looked at a, a DB7. Yeah, he did, and he he, uh, as I recall, he even went and got servicing costs. He rang around and said, "If I bought this, what's it going to cost me if That's I bring it to issue, you?" Certainly, yes. And yes. that made him go, "I am not buying one of those ever." Yeah, it's a, it's a serious concern, and that's probably too, true. You are going to be looking at thousands for a service, although it comes from the Ford era. Um, I don't think there's much Ford under the bonnet. 
No, you'd be right if you need a new uh, electric window switch. Oh, you'd be fine with that. Yeah, yeah. or probably, to be fair, if you've got an aircon issue. You'd probably be all right with that. Um, you know, the lever breaks on your seat. That'll be no problem. You get that off of focus. Something in your V12. Anything in your V12, and they're going to... Um, you're going to have open wallet surgery, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be... That is... Excavating all of your pounds. That is a problem. That it might just end up as gorgeous as it is, sitting on the driveway, not able to go anywhere. Mm. I mean, at least then it's still nice to look at. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> but I would, I would always worry. Again. I mean, I, who wouldn't want want one on the driveway? But of it, course, would it be "Don't Meet Your Hero"? Well, I have actually driven a DB7. Okay, um, many moons ago, it was a convertible, uh, and I didn't really fit. There wasn't anywhere for my head. The, it's got an even lower roof line when the roof is up than the than the coupe. That it's very very tight on space. I did well. I liked driving it because I'm driving an Aston Martin. Yeah. There was a lot of that, obviously, <laughs> and looking down at the badge on the steering wheel and thinking, "Oh yeah, I've arrived. We are here." Yes. <laughs> but aside from that, I didn't think. And this was an auto, or it was an auto convertible, so the worst combination. Um, and it was a. <laughs> It was this. It was the non-face. It was the first one, and it was the um, straight six. And yeah, it. I didn't find it particularly special. It was. It was quite uncomfortable. It didn't really go, and yeah, the the some of the switches were a bit loose, and you know, I mean, it may have just been that one, but it it wasn't a particularly memorable drive um now this particular one i've seen in the advert is a much later one it's not a convertible but uh, and it's the v12 not the straight six so completely different um power plant but yeah i i think once you got past it's an aston martin (laughs) uh, like you say the reality of actually trying to live with that and it would have to be used regularly. You know, we do, we have things we have to do. Um, uh, it can't just be a weekend toy. It would have to be used. I think the reality of that could become quite tiresome quite quickly, as you say. Whereas a Porsche, or Porsche, depending on how you say it, I'm never sure which is right, is probably more usable as a daily. Yeah, I think it's, I think it, not only would thrill you wherever you drove, it would be painless as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have a Porsche dealer near us as such. I mean, you know, 40, 50 miles away. We Um, don't. We do have a superb specialist just the other side of Bradyfoot. Oh, that's not bad. I was unaware of that. He operates out of his uh, garage on the side of his house. And he is absolutely brilliant. He he is an he is a a flat six genius. Ah, okay. Yeah, he uh, we we are spoiled. He's right on our doorstep. Not not a huge amount of people know about him. He is fantastic. No, I've never heard of him. That's that's tremendous. Okay, Mm. so not having a. I mean, not that you'd necessarily want to take a 
an older used car back to a main dealer anyway, unless you were, um, unless you had no choice. But um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Mm, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a safe pair of hands. He really okay. he knows an awful lot. That that's the chap that told me about the rubber band. Oh right, okay, yes, yeah. Ah, we went into that in some disturbing depth, didn't we? We did indeed. Yes, yes. yeah. That's and we've we've managed to prove that there's no other record of that anywhere. No, he may have been having me on, but yeah, that may be total nonsense. But it doesn't match at all to what's on the Porsche website. But he lives and breathes them. He's he's fantastic. Okay, so there would be no worries, at least living where we do. No, nope, um, not at all. No. Of having one. No. Okay. Oh, interesting. Uh, the interesting. only thing that would be an issue is you wouldn't be able to escort Dawn there should she need a service in your Tesla. It will not fit through his driveway entrance. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, that's okay. Not I, only I thought... is it a tight squeeze, the incline is it's, it's too abrupt for you. Ah, well, we've had that issue before, haven't we? Not the we... width. Yes, yes. I, I got a bit stuck on your driveway once. Mm. Um, Minor scraping. That was a truly horrible moment. Yeah, I, I, I suggest that if you, if, if you were to even attempt it in your car getting into his driveway, you would initially lose the underside of your bumper and then you'd have a good old go at your battery pack. Oh, dear. well, the battery pack, they're cased in titanium, so I don't think we'd do any damage to it. But it, uh, it wouldn't be good. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. It's it's strange. Sports cars are fine getting in and out of there. Um, it's just anything bigger. I think you're going to struggle. Well, it's the. I mean, the Tesla's quite low and it's quite long. So yep. yeah, all yeah. the wrong things. All the wrong things for that. Yes, and I missed having air suspension on mine by six months. So because <laughs> the newer ones, you can lift them up. Yes, so, that would be oh. handy. But on mine, which is on coil springs, you can't. Okay. Okay. Well, well that that's a that's a, a very very minor issue, um, and I'll probably be changing my car before too much longer anyway. So you know that that wouldn't necessarily be an issue, but that's a subject for another podcast. Absolutely fine. Right. Okay. So I'm I'm summarising for me, and my recommendation to Dawn, early Cayman 3.4 S manual, make it so. <laughs> okay that's really specific mm-hmm. and i that's exactly what i was expecting okay so that's very good and i would have been amazed had you not chosen a porsche because um, <laughs> i know you're a bit of a porsche guy but when it comes to you know proper sports cars the the market is more limited than you might think when you actually start looking at it Mm, yeah especially for you know not spending stupid money on it no that's it yeah if you want to be sensible about your spend and you want to end up with something that's engaging Mm. and not lardy which is exactly what she wants yes so i don't i mean i don't know is it is it going to be a tough sell does she she, do you think she'd be interested in a cayman do you think i mean the visuals sometimes aren't for everyone no, I don't know. I will have to. She is driven by how it looks to an extent. She's also driven by badge a little bit. Um, hence, you know, looking at Aston's. Mm. Um, 
and I completely understand the Aston badge is quite a pull. Uh, there's no, um, there's no getting away from that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. The Cayman is a bit more. It it does have a different look to the nine eleven, although not massively different. To be honest, no. Um, I quite like how they look. Mm, I think they're lovely things. Yeah, I prefer it to a Boxster. Certainly. In fact, I suspect to the uninitiated. Um, a lot of people would look at a Cayman and say, "Well, it's it's an eleven." The, oh, the, I'd imagine the unknowing wouldn't wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Yeah, yeah, your your average person who couldn't give a toss will assume absolutely. But um, no, I I don't dislike the look of them. They're perhaps not quite as polished as a nine eleven, but yeah, perhaps not. Fine. But I think I think as as a as a driving uh, experience, as a, I think as a tool, as a, yes. a, a, visually I like them, but as a driving experience, that mid-engine thing. I mean, yes, when you when you really push in, you might get that that hint of understeer that you may get with mid-engine. But no, I think you'd experience less in that than you would if it were a nine eleven. Yeah. I mean the yeah, the nine eleven has one big problem, doesn't it? Which they've spent fifty years trying to engineer their way out of. Mm. Um the engine's in the wrong place. Well that's <laughs> it. But it's well, people love it, but the the yeah, Cayman the Cayman, that, that particular one, it's got it's got a really quite a large engine and it's got the right sound. Yeah, for the size of car, yeah, it is quite a large engine, isn't it? Yeah. Naturally aspirated. Reasonably high revving. Yep, that's that's it. That'll do the job. Yeah. And yeah. even if you're thrashing the tits off it, that's going to cost you less in fuel than it is a, a big V12. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's also a good deal newer than the Astons that we were looking at. So the tech in it is going to be better mm. for sure. Yeah, I, I'll. Yeah, I, I will. I will. Uh, I will show her that, and we'll see what happens. Um, Please do. Yeah, we, we'll. We'll see. Yeah, having someone local who can look after it is uh, is is very encouraging. Well, I will. I will pass on your sage advice there, sir. I'm sure the listener may have uh, other thoughts, but I think that's, that sounds like solid advice. Mm, yeah, I mean, people are entitled to chip in, but I think I've picked the best option. But you'll you'll know they're wrong. Uh, I will. Yeah. I I don't see how how my choice has been could be better, to be honest. So. <laughs> you can't argue with that, can you? Really? <laughs> no, no, I'm not having any arguments. I'll send them away. No, no my mother always said, never argue with crazy people. Yes. <laughs> Well, I think uh, that's probably enough of that for this week. Uh, check us out on uh, all the various social medias and things. Uh, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>